Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive, Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. 25-yard line. Murray off play action. Going deep for Hollywood. Got it. Goodbye. Touchdown Sooners. Hello and welcome to the week four edition of the Schooner Pod. And, Jameson, we have our first Planet game. This happens every single year. OU fans really love to turn on every member of our team, including the coaching staff. So, first things up, is it legitimate to blame Mike Stoops? I Look, I, I love a good Mike Stoops hate fest as much as anyone, but I gotta say on this one... I think he kind of got to look at how the players were in position, and they were there. They were there to make pretty much every play that got blown. They just kind of didn't uh, didn't make the tackle, or um, or there wasn't any like, or the help wasn't there. Yeah, you you coach your players to be in the position, and you hope that they make the tackle. And when they don't make the tackle, it's really hard to kind of blame that on your coach because even though a lot of people might dog on Parnell Motley, he was right there. He was just getting beat over the top. Um, Khalil Houghton was absolutely missing tackles. He is my LVP. Uh, but we had 7-11 of, their, of our starters, 7-11 of them. That was their first road game as a starter. So that's you got to take into account that you, you can't expect every single game to be like at OU. Yeah. Because they're extremely confident going into those games, especially at the beginning of the season when we're favored high. But whenever you go into enemy territory, it's a completely different game. Your pregame ritual is off. And you have a bunch of kind of like everything's different. So you can't expect them to play like they played in their games at home. But I see us doing a lot of improvement throughout the season. And I'm not even close. And I'm not even on the ship of saying that our defense is anywhere close to what we were last year. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I think it's definitely improved. Um, and what we what we talked about early on, this is a young defense. And I think when you first see how good they are, you got to realize that. Um, maturity isn't exactly like a straight line. There, you got to go back sometimes, and yes, the first, the first road trip is a big one always. Even in Little Ames, Iowa, which is just yeah. I, oh God, I gotta tell you, that place is just a little dusty outpost of a town. I'm a I'm a big fan of like the small towns. I've I've talked about how I love Manhattan. Like Kansas. Well, that that's actually reputable. Like you have, n- I've not heard anything positive on Ames. It, it was just. A bizarre place. Um, everyone there just kind of looks off. You had you had people coming up to me at the bar, and they're like, "Oh, Boomer Sooner, good to have you. Thanks for coming." And That's awesome. Well, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I like people saying hi. The problem is they would then engage you with a conversation that lasted 
18 minutes, <laughs> and they wouldn't let you get away back to your fence, or you're like, oh, I don't like those Hawkeye. Oh, those, Iowa. Those, those Iowa State, or, or uh, Iowa Hawkeye, their, their, uh, their strategy on farming is, li- <laughs> it's not favorable to the small farmer. Oh, yeah, that's not what I expected. Yeah, and uh, just, it was, it was a weird town, uh, Little cool, cool the, things. Though. The RV treat you well. The RV, the RV treated me well. Our little RV camper was was great. The cozy camper was right by a uh, airport and a oh, no. railroad. Um, <laughs> but really, honestly, it, it had everything we could want. Um, the cool, cool thing about Iowa, the liquor stores closed down at two a.m. with oh, the bars. I was waiting for you to say like five p.m. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I uh, I brought back me a uh, one seventy five of Hawkeye vodka. Um, oh. As you can see here, <laughs> I was expecting like a fancy little bottle. That turn around, this is your typical handle of McCormick's right here, just right behind. Oh, it. it's bad. The label <laughs> hasn't been redesigned since the '90s. Uh, it tastes pretty good though for um, being cheap and ridiculous. But well, I'm a big fan of cheap vodka. Oh yeah, no, you would love this. Uh, <laughs> I, I I almost offered you up some, but I'm oh, still struggling. Um, but I gotta I bring in the podcast to the people because that that is what the people want. Yeah, yeah. So. But back on the Mike back Stokes, yeah, yeah. But I feel like kind of a, we're kind of scarred as fans, and it's the easy way out is to revert back to the ways of oh, blame Mike Stoops. That's that's what it is. Yes, that, and it's kind of like your little comfort zone to do that. But you got to realize this is a completely different team. Don't go back to the easy ways. Let's just wait. Let's be patient and actually see versus a good team, not Iowa State. If we come out and we prepare sufficiently. Will our defense show up? And I, I am very confident that we will. Uh, one big thing that really did discourage me at the defense, you all hear it every single week, and I say it again, Trey Brown, he's my favorite player. He needs to get more snaps, especially at cornerback. Trey Norwood was missing tackles, but they only put Trey Brown in for four to five snaps at corner. And that is just absolute egregious act by Mike Stoops. If I'm going to dog Mike Stoops on one thing, it's not putting Trey Brown in. Enough. Yeah, and, and Trey Brown was an absolute. I mean, he was an absolute hawk on special teams. He had that huge, that a pretty big hit, <clears throat> pretty big hit um, in that ver- in that uh, first quarter at, on a punt return. Just yes, just, and he's got that speed. Though. I mean, oh like, yeah. Like okay, I understand that a lot. Some people they dog on him because he kind of has cover issues, but if he misses one step, he'll catch right back up. And with Trey Norwood, he misses a step, and boom, is is gone. Yeah, he's but, got he's got that makeup speed that a lot of our a lot of our players don't really have, other than you know him in Hollywood. And I think that's a really good kind of counterbalance with Motley because Motley's kind of a cover guy. I stick with you, but he's very fundamentally sound, but not as athletically sound as. Brown is. Yeah. I feel like Norwood's very fundamentally sound as well. I think it'd be kind of good to have like kind of a speed guy on one end and like a cover corner on the other. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's kind of a good idea. Really, you know, no pun intended, but covers all your bases. Yeah. But uh, let's take a look at some of our stats, some of our highlight performers. Obviously, Kyler Murray, incri- another incredible game. I think. Do we even have to mention him every game? No, I, think, I don't think we do. I, I think it's a travesty if he doesn't win the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Week every single week. Yeah, he the man is a one man. He's a one man show in a way that we haven't seen probably since Vince Young. Unless West Virginia is playing Texas Tech, because oh, Texas Tech's defense is absolutely embarrassing. That's a, I, that's I think great. Kyler's showing every. I mean, yes, I I don't know if I can compare him to Vince Young. That is a very very high praise, and that is pretty much saying I think uh, Kyler is going to be top three Heisman kind of guy, and I think he could, and especially after last week. 
we see that he's getting more um, running attempts now, and they're really kind of focusing since this Rodney Anderson injury to put him in more read options and let him keep it rather than hand it off. Yeah. So he's going to get more stats. I just last whenever he went into the uh, press conference after the game, you could see like the man was like, "I am so tired," and he said like, "I cannot wait to get back to my bed in Norman and just go to sleep." Like he is just like he has not had this kind of beating in a while, and this was Iowa State. Yeah, and granted, Iowa State does have a pretty good defense. They yeah. they they definitely showed that even though they lost some pieces last year, they they're they're still a, a, a tough tough defense for Big Twelve teams to handle. I'm glad. I think I think the offense did fine. I don't. Um, other than the Calcaterra fumble, there wasn't really anything, and that's that's just that just happens. What I was everything was yeah, great. I wasn't really impressed as much with Marcelli Sutton as I wanted to. Uh, him going down with an injury, I'm not talking about that. Anything post-injury, I'm not paying attention to. But before that, like the, he did really well at like, stumbling after like the things, you know? Like, he get it and he'd stumble for about four yards. Like, you know that NCAA where they're like kind of stumbling? You have to hit the yeah. down button real quick. Yeah, they're, they're like, caught think, in like the animation. And they did yeah. it like way too much in that game. But I feel like Marcelo Sutton was doing his best to reenact that NCAA. And, uh, I just, I, and that's what got him hurt. On that, and we almost fumbled it on that whenever he's stumbling so much. But I mean, that's something to be hopeful of. But I didn't, re- I wasn't really impressed as much. I was really hoping to see more of TJ Pledger, and yeah. we didn't see him as much as I wanted. Uh, I think TJ Pledger's uh, talent, I mean, he only got one carry for one yard last game. Yeah. If we're going to use him this season and not redshirt him, let's not put him in for one carry and one yard. That completely ruins your four game redshirt rule. I, I agree, and I think maybe. I, they they did put him in for one carry, didn't they? That, yes. I, I don't think they're gonna redshirt him. Uh, I think that's he's that, only got one more game now. I don't think they're. I don't. I think that's a clear sign that they're not. I I don't think you could be that kind of stupid to not. So. His name again? Uh, oh, uh, Butler. State. Yeah, number eighteen. Yeah, he was a Hakeem Butler. I I did I not so. see in the stands. Once as again, dehydrated. Listeners, do not listen to first names as told by the Schooner Pod. We're, we're a last name podcast. <laughs> we're we're most of the time wrong, but I think it's Hakeem Butler. It, uh, I, I realized I realized whenever I was trying to figure out uh, J D King's first name in the preseason, I was like, I was like, I think it's David. It's yeah, David. I'm pretty sure it's David King. That works. <laughs> yeah, you are right. It, it is Hakeem. So. <laughs> yeah. Score okay. one okay. for Maxwell. Yeah, that that's rare. But uh, so Akeem Butler over the top. Yeah, Motley got taken like right off his head. But Khalil Houghton completely gave up on the play. Just just started watching and then ran thirty yards past Parnell Motley to the touchdown. And Houghton had no shot on it. That's supposed to be Houghton's ball where you need us to come and just spear him right there. And right after he catches it, that that's his tackle to make. And even if Parnell Motley had him, you got to help Parnell Motley try to tackle six foot six guy. Like we have smaller corners, we need help from our safeties. Yeah. And with Khalil Houghton, you say, oh yeah, let's put him in. Let's put in our next guy. You guys were talking about how deep our safeties are. Well, we've kind of put in Justin Broyles over Tara Nickel, and we really like him there. And Will Johnson, I mean not Will Johnson, Robert Barnes. Last week, concussion protocol was out. In this game, he was peculiar to play, and he just didn't go in. I, I, I don't know if they really like Khalil Houghton so much, but I think Will Johnson should have at least gotten some minutes. Yeah, it, w- it was a little strange. Did I say Will Johnson again? I think you said Will Gosh, Johnson again. Robert Barnes. Robert Gosh, Barnes. Yeah, we're, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you, you mentioned, you mentioned um, a lot of Parnell Motley and a lot of Khalil, and I think that when up in the stands, I was I was – I was so ready to call Motley my LVP, um, but I, 
I watched the tape. Every uh, Parnell Motley little little uh, he, he would he would be in position to make a play, just a, a, a step off, and the guy the guy who was supposed to cover for him just completely missed it. And it was yeah. Khalil Houghton. He's red handed. I gotta fully agree with you on this. I one. think Akeem Butler, as he made more plays than we expected, and we really didn't prepare for it as well. I saw whenever I was looking in the. Uh, when we were preparing for the podcast last week, I saw him, but they were saying that he's been very disappointing. A lot of preseason Alan Lazard um, predictions, but he's been run, bad route running and dropping a lot of balls. So I was like, okay, we won't say anything about him. He's just your big guy that's just your raw athlete. But he yeah. came out and he did everything correctly. And he made plays and he made everyone look stupid. If you find a six six guy, you can route run and catch the balls over people. Yeah, it doesn't matter who your corner is, is in college. He, they're gonna he's gonna catch a couple of those balls. Exactly. And that is nothing on the OU secondary. That is just great play on a good good throw from Zeb and a better catch from Hakeem Butler. Yeah, you, you just you just don't have six six uh, secondaries. It's that's that's an impossible task for for cornerbacks if they're actually running their routes right. So I don't know. I, I I really don't think you can. Other than the missed tackles and you know some assignments missed, I don't really think you can really really be pretty pretty bad on on, on stoops and you know kind of pretty. It, it was it was one of those games that could have easily been a twenty four point win for OU if it wasn't for three big plays. Mm-hmm. Those plays were big and they they could have cost a, a worse team the victory, but OU was just significantly better than Iowa State. I don't know about you, but I was getting real nervous because last Iowa State game we kept it pretty decent. We were holding them halftime. We're up by like eleven, you know, or something like that. Yeah, and we yeah. had like seventeen point lead in the second quarter. And they kept it close, and then they just whooped us in the fourth quarter. And I see fourth quarter, they're within seven. I go, oh, I'm having bad memories. I'm like, all right, here it happens again. Yeah, I was, I was not a happy camper in a lot of that second half. Um, they ran out of water at, in Iowa, and uh, the wine to refill your water bottle was uh, about the 30-minute wait. So, yeah, me, me and Jack, Jack Tri Stadium have, a, have some beef. So really, I I think a lot of it was due to me being frustrated about being dehydrated, and also I had uh, lost my wallet. So oh my God. it was just one of those games where I f- feel like I'm just negative about it because everything kind of went wrong. I ended up getting my wallet back. The nice old lady from Lyft uh, <laughs> found it, so that's that's a plus. Yeah, that's good. But another another guy I was also disappointed with though was Curtis Bolton. I thought he's been really our staple of our defense so far, him and Kenneth Murray in the inside. Yeah. And he, you could tell he was upset with his play after the game. He said, I won't, you won't see that weak poop emoji <laughs> anymore for me. And I could tell he's really disappointed himself. You gotta, Even though he's a redshirt senior, this is all new for him. Yeah, and he did have that injury kind of earlier on, but, you know, it, yeah. he, he, he still got back in. He um, missed one play, and here's where it gets interesting, guys. Okay. We think Caleb Kelly is going to be... If there's one guy that's going to get hurt, it's okay. It's Buzzy because we can sit in Caleb Kelly. We're fine. That's what I'm saying. Here comes in Mead, the walk-on linebacker, coming in for that one play, and Caleb Kelly staying on the sideline. And I am completely confused at what's going on. I'm like, I know a lot of the times whenever you see talent not get played if there's some kind of off-the-field issue, but knowing Caleb Kelly, this guy is one of the most clean guys you'll meet. There's no off-the-field issue with Caleb Kelly. There's not. I don't. I don't see that. Maybe there is very low chance, but I would not expect it. He's one of the. He won like the community player of the week. Yeah. Uh, 
one of the weeks, like a week or two ago. But uh, he's a really good guy, and it's making you think. The big question: Are we going to redshirt Caleb Kelly? Uh, I, you know, honestly, I, I kind of think it's it's an option. Um, but it really boils down to whether or not he wants it. Because uh, if you get any vibe of Caleb Kelly saying, you know, screw this, I'm going to transfer somewhere else, you gotta you gotta find a way to get this guy playing time. I think. We need him at the will yeah. next year, so we're losing Bolton. Yeah, we. This is he's a guy you definitely want on the team, uh, and I think it's worth sacrificing a, a a year where you could probably redshirt him in order for you to actually keep this really really important piece on your team. Because even though I don't I don't know how I guess how rough he's looked in you know in preseason, he hasn't looked fantastic um, during the season, but. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy we definitely need for next year. Um, so if you remember last year, he played in the outside. And yeah. We moved him inside in the offseason. And we thought this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. He can do it. But from what I, I read a couple of reports over the weekend, and it's saying that he's not really doing well with the move to Will. And gotcha. he hasn't really gotten it that well. And it whenever you've got the skill, that's great. But whenever you don't have the mental side of it, it's really going to hurt you. And that's where Bolton had it because Bolton's been preparing for that inside linebacker for a lot longer time than uh, than Kelly. Yeah. I think if Kelly had it and figured out that inside linebacker and the little like knickknacks about it, you know, yeah, uh, he would actually be way better than what Bolton's doing. Yeah, it's a much more instinctual position uh, than than the well. I feel like. Uh, you have to you have to read a lot more as the as as the Mike linebacker, but I don't know. We'll see, and I, I really hope we'll be able to keep him. But honestly, there's a little little tiny voice in the back of my head that just it's just expecting that tweet to come out from uh, Sooner Scoop or something, be like, "Oh, Caleb Kelly's transferring." Yeah, that'd be nice. See, see, we moved him over to Will because we we thought that we told him the way we kind of pitched it is that's where he would fit better at a pro level. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not going to make it as an outside linebacker. He needs to be kind of that, that instinctual um, inside linebacker guy. But it's not going well. But I have full confidence that he will be able to develop into it. He just needs to be patient with us. And he's got to realize and be humble in himself that I this is not the coach's fault for not playing me. I just didn't make the move as well as I should yeah, have. Yeah, just, 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 it's a thing that needs time. You need to develop it. Just like with any skill, you kind of need to take some time to build it up. But, yeah, I know. Um so moving on, last take. Uh, yes, Beamer Ball. What do you think of Beamer Ball? This it week? Beamer Ball is strong. It is it is living large. I'm I'm all in on it. You didn't see any huge highlights on on returns really, but that coverage, wow. Yeah, I was really happy with it. I sent uh, Bobby a DM pregame saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Brown got the first touchdown for OU. Yeah, and I, I was kind of feeling it. And I was like, all right, let's see that return. First turn, they th- do a little pooch punt up to John Michael Terry in coverage. And I was like, "Are yeah, you kidding yeah, me?" Yeah, man, John Michael Terry kept getting kept getting a lot of them pooches, man. I loved it, and it was pissing me off. But like, Austin Cyber, Big Twelve Special Teams Player of the Week, had a couple field goals, and they looked good. Looked they solid, looked nice and high, not low. Jimmy Stevens, like. I was very impressed with Cybert so far because I know, yeah, him missing his first field goal of the year, I was kind of concerned, but. Very happy with that. So Beamer Ball ain't just kick coverage. No, it's, not at all. It's, it's showing that we're kicking field goals well. Yeah, it's it, special teams. I mean, we're gonna we're, we're we're probably the premier OU football special teams podcast. Uh, but we we I I can't say enough about it. It's it's an incredible incredible thing. So 
Um, one little note that I want to get on before we move on to the Army preview. I My favorite thing about OU football recently, I've caught on to it. I really, really have enjoyed the recruiting aspect of everything. Yeah. I think it's really fun to follow. And recently, we got a set of eyes. It came after the announcement. But uh, we got a, a commitment from Jacoby Jones. He's a three, four-star, strong side defensive end. Uh, depends on uh, what website you're looking at. And he's at a Butler Community College that's in Kansas, so he played against Last Chance U and everything. So yeah. if you, I mean, if you really were looking for him, you probably could have found him. I think whenever we interviewed him, he said he made like a big hit on um, one of the guys on Last Chance U, and he's like, "Oh, that's me right there in the TV show." Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove through uh, Butler, uh, like right by Butler Community. Oh, and there's was not there anything there. Uh, does grass count? Was a little, uh, bit, little <laughs> bit notch above Scuba, Mississippi. Yes, definitely. <laughs> prob- maybe a notch. I don't know. Uh, the, the only thing there was the sign that said "Home of Butler Community." Yeah, I- yeah. My favorite thing from Last Chance U though is definitely from Scuba, Mississippi. They go into this random diner in uh, Scuba, and I guess there's some really fat guys just always there. And his name is Mississippi Slim. Mississippi Slim would always give us the hot takes on the week in football that week. But this dude was, like, big. And I just thought it was so funny to call him Mississippi Slim. But, uh, yeah, I, there's really not much to that town and everything. I don't know much about Butler, but... Uh, it's just nothing. But, uh, yeah, back to... back to the, Yeah, Jacoby Jones. Yeah. Great. Uh, we have been looking for, like, six foot four kind of plus defensive ends. We're not really... I, it's kind of weird with our defensive line recruiting from 2019, 2020. Uh, we're really kind of focusing on these guys that are just bigger and not as talented, rather, um, than really, really talented. Because it's very, very hard to recruit defensive tackles and defensive ends. Yeah, you can't really teach size. Yeah, and uh, we're really kind of banking on that they'll turn into really, really good prospects through learning. But last year, we got so many good defensive line prospects, and now that all of our 2019 new wave guys are kind of three-star, four-star on the line. Yeah. But uh, still a really good get for us. I think that puts us 19 commits on 2019. Uh, we still have two eyes out there. This was not one of the ones that were unaccounted for. One of the eyes came during Champ U barbecue. Uh, that's whenever Jacoby Jones did get his offer, but that is not his eyes. Yeah. Um, so there's two silent ones. I don't know if they're 2020. I don't know if they're 2019. Uh, other than that, Recruiting news: Peyton Powell is another guy. Is probably that's probably going to be your next commit that you're going to see. In my view, uh, I thought he was going to commit FAU weekend. He was scheduled to visit there. A little for people who don't know Peyton Powell. He's a four-star uh, athlete. We're recruiting him as a safety. But this is kind of the uh, backlash of not getting Dax Hill, kind of thing. Yeah, and he's Sterling Shepard's cousin, so he's got that OU DNA. He, he's definitely got the OU DNA. He's, it, he's he, from what I've seen, he's that type of guy that you know it would definitely fit in on this. Yeah, spot. and we didn't really recruit him much until we're like, crap, we need like a safety. And when we looked at this guy, who's playing like everything on, like he's from Texas, and he's not. He plays a little bit of safety, but we saw this thing like, oh yeah, he could be really good safety if developed into it. So we're kind of going after him. He was scheduled to visit FAU, but then got hurt in his high school game, mm-hmm. so he didn't make the trip out to uh, OU that weekend. He still hasn't rescheduled something, but I'm pretty optimistic with him because as soon as we send him an offer, it's all I talked about on Twitter, every single crystal ball shifted to OU. Uh, they're pretty confident. Uh, just quick little rundown, just 
really quick before we get into uh, Army. Uh, we need a tackle recruit still. There's this guy, Jonah Tawa Nua or whatever, that we thought we are going to get. He committed to Oregon. We can still flip him. His mom is a big OU fan. Oh, yeah? So we're, we're, we're hoping the mom flips him. The other tackle we were trying to get is Evan Neal, IMG Academy guy. He's probably going to end up going to Miami or Alabama. So it's we're kind of we don't know what we're going to do at tackle. We keep losing everybody. Uh, all the guys we've been going after, we're not having really good luck with. So that's kind of concerning. Yeah. To all y'all people thinking Noah Kane's coming to Norman, quit. It's not happening. Most likely he's going to LSU from what I'm seeing. It's kind of toss-up between LSU and Texas, but yeah. the momentum is in LSU's area. Yeah, and that makes sense with LSU like just tearing it mm-hmm. up right now. With uh, Not only is Coach O now just really, really, you know, Personable and just a good person, like a guy you want to play for. That team is really good. Yeah, their their defense really really impressed me. Yeah, for sure. And he would be, you know, Noah Kane. I think would be a very good fit fit at LSU. Oh yeah. So they've right. already got. I, th- I think his name is Marcel Brooks, but something they already got a really good running back commit over in LSU. Yeah. They're thinking of Noah Kane commits. Uh, Noah Kane would be better than this guy. That guy could decommit. We could possibly flip him. I, do, yeah, I, th- I think his name is Marcel Brooke. I'm not sure about that. I'd, I'd, be, I'd but, be pretty cool about that. But just keep that on your radar. Another guy, Kenny McIntosh, we're thinking about getting. He's huge Miami legacy. I don't see we see us pulling away from uh, that Southern Cal- I mean Southern Florida role. Yeah. Uh, Shaman Cooper, inside linebacker out of St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Uh, we could get him, but he really wants to go to Illinois because, like, close family friend is like a coach out there so it's not like we're doing well with him and not a really good uh a lot of momentum coming from recruiting so it was really nice to see a set of eyes yeah it's it's been a while it's kind of simmered down a bit and that that i feel like it's one of those things that things that naturally happens whenever you have a pretty big summer and then you know football starts and you're like oh yeah we actually have to get more you know more of these kids in here yeah we're but, not we're not going to get any of these big guys anymore I don't see really too many big moves. We got our we got nineteen guys. I think we're pretty happy with our class right now, which we should be. Yeah, our, our nineteen class is definitely the guys we have locked down: Spencer Radler, Austin Stogner, uh, uh, Theo Weiss. Those those guys. Those are those. It it all happened like pretty early, so I feel like I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, fans are just like, well, wait, we want to we, we miss the booms. Give us the booms. Yeah, Where are the booms? We'll, we'll hope we'll come. We're, with 2020, but 2019, I think we should be very happy with what we have and not really expect too much more. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just I, I think you get the little dopamine hit whenever you see the Lincoln Riley, yeah. Riley eyes, and yeah. I, I don't know, but I think we have it pretty good. Yeah. So let's switch over to Army. They're really, I mean, I wish I could go in and just talk too much about Army. It's there's not much to talk about. You have no, that triple option, wishbone off um, offense that we have had. A history of playing teams like this. Last time we played someone was Air Force in 2010. Yep. Oh game? yeah. No, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, a young boy named Taylor Keys was in the crowd <laughs> that day, um, and the suitors just really struggled all day with them. It was one of those awkward situations where we were kind of celebrating our, our Air Force all day, and but we were also getting beat by them, and just just kind of like okay like i'm really happy for like the service academy and academies we, and stuff but like it's barely, really getting annoying here we barely won and it was by 3 points it was, it was a it was a really rough one it, it was, was that 27 24 was that was that uh was that Landry's first year or second year uh, i don't know it was 2010 so 2010 it so, would have to be so, second so yeah so 2009 was Sam Bradford injury yeah. and then Landry comes in that's Landry's first year then yeah okay so 
Um, we got so well, like you said, there's not really a big impact player. It's more just this triple option coming back, uh, which it's you have to really kind of completely revamp your defensive scheme at times. But this is a defense that has been working really, really well against the run. Um, of course, it, it it is going to be a challenge anytime you introduce you know more pitches, more options. It's 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 frustrating, and it will be frustrating. So. But for those of you watching on pay per view or at the game, like, you know, don't just just kind of chill out, let it happen. This isn't going to be a high scoring game. This yeah. is going to be a grind. I agree. It's going to be very slow. It's going to be very kind of weird. I think uh, the hard part about this is usually on your court on your quarterback roster, you have one fast guy who can kind of play scout team defense. I mean, scout time scout team quarterback. For your defense to prepare against, oh, yeah. but we don't really have that guy. We have him; he's just starting, which is yes. you can't really run your starter against scout team. I mean, but. Austin Kendall, we ain't gonna do that. We're not gonna put Austin Kendall in scout. Yeah, no. and Mordecai is not your guy for that. They should just yeah. stick like Benny Wiley out there or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So Let, I, let's I, stick I'm, a strength guy out there and have him run. They're gonna have to put a running back or wide receiver back there, right? Yeah, I, and, 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 that, and, and Army's quarterback is actually pretty good. Is Kelvin Hopkins Jr. Last week he had 162 passing yards in the triple option. That's that's a pretty good day. He yeah. also had 110 rushing with two touchdowns. And a big win against a not-bad Hawaii team. Yes. No, I was actually surprised. Army was favored in that one, like, decent, but I was, like, thinking, oh, Hawaii could actually pull this one out. Yeah, I considered putting money on Hawaii. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That would have been a decent yeah. bet, even though it didn't work. But, like, Army lost uh, to Duke already this season. Duke showed why they're actually a legitimate team. For How are they Baylor. not ranked? I don't I don't know. They're, they're showing out every single week. Minus six and a half for Baylor last week, and I was looking at that, and I was like, Duke is actually a pretty good team this year. Like, this is a team that I would not be surprised to be, like, third or fourth in the ACC, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, I don't know if they can get there, but, I mean, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. Are they in Clemson's, uh, like, division? I could see them. The ACC has so many teams, I can't keep up this. It, it's hard, but if they are, I could, I could see them I could see them playing Clemson for that yeah. uh, that ACC title. This is a good squad. Yes, the, the Duke team is. But anyways, Kelvin Hopkins Jr. He's going to be a guy. He'll be making plays. Yeah, leading and, rusher, leading passer. Yes, and uh, you got to remember, Army last year was one of the last year was one of their best years in like their recent history. They beat Navy and Air Force. Won the Commanders and, yeah, Cup. Yes, Commander, Commander in Chief, Chief trophy. It's a trophy. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that, it's been far too long since I've played in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, they. Like one thousand six hundred eighty four. It's sad. Yeah, they only lost to Tulane, North Texas, and Ohio State last year. North Texas and Ohio State are good losses. Tulane's a bad one, but still yeah, three yeah. losses. Pretty dang good for an Army team. Uh, they won their bowl game too. They beat they San Diego State, and they had Rashad Penny on that. A very good San Diego yes. State. Yeah, San Diego State is always they always be they're going to be good. They went out this week and uh, showed out. They oh my uh, gosh. They had a good win over the weekend versus Arizona State. Uh, but other than that, there's really not too much to say about Army. Uh, it just It's going to be triple option. It's going to be slow. Uh, don't expect too much. It's going to be kind of a boring game. We'll see. A, it's going to be close enough to where I'm going to stay at the game, but there's going to be a lot of people wanting to go to Campus Corner. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stay all the way through just because it's, it's one of those games that, well, one, like the, the pageantry of it all is going to be wild. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, you you remember yes, how no, cool it was. Really it was very cool for Air Force. It's going to be even cooler for Army because they're such a tradition-heavy team. 
the rightful uh, 1945 national champions, yep. I might add. One of, weirdly enough, one of the uh, greatest college football like histories in, in in college football. So it's a it's a game I'm really really excited to see. Um, the actual football might be a little sloppy, but uh, for you old timers out there, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be a bunch of like classic three yards on a cloud of dust, some classic Switzer era stuff. So you're you're gonna love it, but. Uh, yeah, other you got anything else on the Army I, game? I have very little on the Army game. Uh, I'm excited to see President Jim Galley, Jimmy G, drop from... Oh. Do, do an airdrop. That's going to be crazy. Oh, man. I, I'm liking him more and more. Yeah, him and Patty Gasso. Oh, yes! Yeah, she's she, Patty. Yeah, she's future OU president. Yeah. Patty Gasso. <laughs> oh, by the way, we need to start up that... Uh, we 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 need to get the OU softball pod going. Oh my god, I'm oh. a huge OU softball fan. We'll just have a one month OU softball podcast. Yes. It'll be great. Yes, I'm a huge fan. I would be completely down. It's going to be so shaky because we won't know crap about it, but we'll know the names and we'll just get kind of excited. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just get pumped about. It. It'll, it'll be great. I'm excited already. But so on to predictions. Yeah, let's move on to predictions after a pretty pretty exciting week three. Oh a lot god. of a lot of great games. Not a lot of big ones. Um, I, I played. I picked so poorly last week. It was I, awful. Oh my I, gosh! I, you're gonna have those weeks. I'm just gonna have to. I'm. I'm at the point where I just want to finish 500 at the season already. You know how sad that sounds. I was two five and one. Had a push with TCU Ohio State. You're counting the push, right? I'm counting it as I'm counting, a push. Okay. Okay. Are we counting? I didn't know. It I was minus twelve. Should we like? Should we just like? Yeah, it's a dash one. I'll, I'll do a dash one. Yeah, I'll do, I, I, mean, I mean, if you lost, you probably if it was minus one ten, and we were betting money. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if we're playing, if we're just doing a pick 'em. Yeah, right? no, I, that, hey, that works for me, man. I'm, I, I'll call it. A, TCU I, I deserved her. that dang uh, plus twelve. Though. They, they deserved the cover, and then they just blew that twenty one points right in just a, what four minute span or something crazy. It was it was really upsetting. All in all, very very impressive TCU. I'm feeling very confident about my number two Big Twelve pick with TCU. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I think they're 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 scared the hell out of me. Like, yeah, Jalen Rager played awesome for him. Sean Robinson was good. Yeah. yeah, Sean Robinson had two interceptions, but I'm not going to be concerned about that. Those were just force plays playing against Ohio State and max environment for an unexperienced quarterback. Yeah, and it was like a 70-30 Ohio State crowd. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was very surprised, even though I knew it was going to happen. I was still surprised to see it in the stands. It's still very jarring. They're only twenty miles away, but it's still it's still what. But even though, yeah, I guess I guess the fans of TCU were stuck on TCU's campus going to college game day, yeah. which made no sense. Those those poor Ohio State fans. They never nothing ever good happens to them. Um, but another, I mean that L- another big game that LSU uh, Auburn game. Yeah, my, my, my Tiger boys down the bayou done done moved up to the plant prairie done done beat the Tiger boys from Auburn. I didn't think Auburn was gonna lose that one, but I texted y'all after I sent in those predictions. I was like, I'm not feeling good on this pick. I was thinking more and more nine and a half. Yeah, I was like, I, was like, I think Auburn probably. I had Auburn winning by ten and barely covering. I was like, that's a really crappy pick. Like, like, I it's gonna be close. I, I bet you can't change it. Was set in yeah, stone. yeah, yeah. It was it was it's a, it was a tough one. And Auburn had it covered for a lot of the game. Then LSU once again just went on a run. If you were going to ask me who was going to win the game, I wasn't going to bet it. But I, I just I knew it'd be close. I knew it'd be a grind out type of game. I was worried earlier on when Auburn had a kind of a big lead. I was like, oh no, I don't know. I was feeling pretty good at that point. But you know they they figured it out, which is you know that, that's you got to give it to them. 
All right, on to this week. Our first uh, first matchup of the week, we got uh, got Stanford Oregon, big game out of the Pac-12. Um, you got you got the number seven Stanford Cardinal going out to uh, Austin Stadium. Number uh, Oregon's ranked. Um, it's currently like Stanford minus one, but considering it's this early in the week, I think we just got to go pick them. That's fine with me. Yeah, uh, y'all know what I think about Stanford. I have them as kind of my weird dark horse playoff team this year. Yeah. Bryce Love last week was out with an undisclosed ankle injury. It was kind of weird. I think they played like UC Davis. It was kind of a sloppy game from KJ Costello in the first and the beginning. But then it kind of, they kind of evened it out and still won the game. They just kind of need to push through it until Bryce Love gets back. It's it's kind of hard making these predictions on Monday because we don't really have any status on Bryce Love. That's yet. true. That's true. Um, but I'm just going to guess Bryce Love plays. It's very, very concerning. It's an undisclosed injury. And it was it was actually that happened in that USC game. Really? Yeah. So uh, if Bryce Love's okay, I'm assuming with that. I think Stanford's my pick. Em. I've got to roll with them because I've got them in my playoffs, and there's not much room to mess up when you're in the Pac-12. Yeah, for sure. Like this, this is a must-win for Stanford. I think I think they gotta win this one. Well, obviously, it's called football. You gotta win all of them, mm-hmm. but. Um, this is this could be a pretty pretty solid win for the Cardinal. Uh, I I think I'm not really bu- buying Oregon's resurgence just yet. Uh, yeah, I mean they had Taggart last year. They're they're but they don't now. I don't. It's not a big loss. It's, it's it, it is not a big loss. But I don't know if Taggart really inherited much. Jimbo kind of left the cupboards bare. I think <laughs> that but is true. Jimbo, Jimbo, remember his little Christmas tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, even threw out the Christmas tree. He was so done in that place. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, the hell with that. I'm just gonna go with the Cardinal. I think their uh, passing game is enough to get them through, even if they don't have Bryce Love. Yeah, that would be a good game. I'm really excited to watch that one. It's gonna and be a that great is game day. It is game day. Is it uh, what is it like a late kick? Do we get? Is it Pac-12 yeah. after dark? Yeah, I think I don't think it's 10:30, but I think it's like a seven or oh, something okay. like that. Well, that's I'm not sure on that. I'll look that up right now. But uh, it is game day, so you got like I'm excited. Lee Corso in the in the Oregon Duck hat. Oh yeah. Corso and the Duck is always is is great, especially because they start the show and it's dark for some reason. <laughs> they basically started off at like five a.m. Oregon time. It's wonderful. Yeah, but I really like watching this because it's just like Lee Corso. I was watching him this weekend, and he said about like twenty seconds of words about OU, and I go, "Did what did he just say?" Like this man is just like it's it's getting he, bad. He tries to read his little script on his table, but then he can't multitask good enough, and then it just stutter, stutters all over his words and. It's really it's really sad because like the guy's such a good time like a good time to watch and everything, but that stroke kind of hurt him. Yeah, it's seven o'clock kickoff for Stanford, Oregon. Yeah, it's okay. I can I can deal with that, but it, it is sad, and you know sometimes legends just it's kind of time. But mm-hmm. uh, moving on to to a game that would have been quite probably quite better a week ago. The Herm train is finally over. Arizona State lost. Uh, they're traveling up to Seattle to play the Washington Huskies. Uh, Washington's favored by 18 and a half, which is, I feel like, wildly high. Um, I agree. I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think the Sun Devils keep it close. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out on Herm just a little longer. Just gonna keep this special moment close to my heart just for another week. Just really hope that uh, him and the Devils can pull out a win. I'm not sold quite yet on Herm Edwards. I really liked Washington preseason. I think they've got a lot of pieces. I thought they're going to be very good offensively. 
But whenever they scored 21 points versus Utah last week, I go, what, what is happening? I understand Utah's always going to be that solid team, but why are they only scoring 21 points versus them? And you give me 18.5 points. I think Arizona State's going to leave it on the grass, and uh, I think they'll keep it close as well. I, I think I think the Washington will win by like 13 or something like that. Like They're going to win. It's going to be decently handy, but uh, I don't think it's going to be any kind of blowout to make it where it would be 18 and a half. I'm not, uh, both the Dirty's locks of the week last week were wrong, and uh, I'm 0-2 for Dirty's locks of the week. I'm going to make it where I'm going to pick only one a week now, because I think that was cursed. I just messed up and picked two. So I'm going to say Arizona State, Dirty's lock of the week on this one. Alright, a, a very kind of kind of kind of somber Dirty lock of the week. I, I, I don't know. I'm My, my locks were weren't that great. Well, I'm so, really upset uh, because Bobby didn't put Kansas Baylor. No, it's on here. Is it? Yeah, it's on here. Where? It's after it's after uh, uh, the this next one. Uh, oh crap! I didn't write about it. <laughs> oh, you, I know, we already know who you're picking. <laughs> well, we did. Actually, no, we don't. No, you don't. Let's dive into that right well, now. I, I, no, I'm gonna, it's very oh. impromptu for me. Don't you worry. I know exactly what I'm going to say on it. There, it definitely is on here, and I just didn't write about it. How did you forget I, your two I, I guess favorite I was, teams? I guess I was so excited. Baylor minus seven and a half. Uh, <laughs> oh god, this is in Waco. Baylor has been very disappointing. They're not covering spreads like I thought. They're o two and one now. But now that it is Big 12 play, it is time for the big dogs to come out. Y'all think I was high on Kansas? I only said they'd get two wins. To oh, all the no. listeners who remembered that, only two wins. They got their two wins. It's now free fall. Free fall. Baylor goes out. They win by twenty. Oh no! Oh man, I. That's a tough one because I. I don't know. I think I. I, I feel like I, I. I saw the light here. Like I, I got a revelation. I felt like like Kansas. I don't know. That might be a respectable team. And the, okay. Oh, I, I, Joey I, Galloway. Can I? Can, I, I didn't know my ho- host was Joey. I Galloway. was. I was. Oh, <laughs> hey, hold on. I thought they were a respectable team. I think they are a respectable team. I think they're going to keep games close, but they ain't covering this one. I think Baylor has a big game, bounces back from that big loss, but I just I I I don't know. I think Kansas is. I think Kansas gets one more win, and I think they might get it the day after a holiday I don't know let's see uh, oh, a specific boy. holiday that uh, involves turkey I, uh, I can I can definitely see this happening again this I don't know be very we'll take a look take a look at the schedule and see who they play on the Friday after Thanksgiving we've talked about it but uh, yeah uh, but other than that Kansas I'm very very proud of you guys I'm very I've been very happy to ride along with y'all for these first three games and picking y'all. You missed you messed up in the first game, but that is okay. Y'all got your two wins. I understand Vegas had y'all three and a half, but I had y'all at two, and that's all I needed, baby. Well we will always have the baby J uh <laughs> dancing gif with the umbrella. Um but back to uh the other national game of the week we have. Uh A and M at Alabama. Bama's favored by a staggering twenty seven, but honestly, I don't really know if it's that staggering. It, that's chump change from what they've been doing recently. They've been Ole Miss came out first play gets a touchdown seven zero, and I was listening to Dustin Dvorak on Sports Center. He goes, "I wouldn't be surprised. Ole Miss scores twenty and everything. Alabama shuts him out for the rest of the game. Scores like sixty two, and Ole Miss was actually a team I thought was pretty good. Yeah. So that was kind of a humbling experience. A and M. There's a lot of hype on them. They played in college in College Station hyping in College Station versus Clemson. A Clemson team that I thought was very good. Kept it close. Uh, 
I wish I could just copy and paste and just put my Clemson right up right in here and just talk about all the same things and pretty much say Alabama instead of Clemson. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to just roll with it. I don't think Kellen Mond is as um, good as everyone's saying he is. I think Alabama rolls them, and I think the Aggies are put back in their place once they get to actual SEC football. If they want to be an SEC football team, let's go out and see it. Yeah. Um, a mutual person that we know who uh, attends Alabama actually uh, t- uh, Snapchatted me. was like, hey, when y'all going to talk about Tua? And I was like, well, I don't know, hopefully in December, but I guess here we are. Um, I've been very impressed with Tua. I've been really impressed with Tua. I think Alabama's a real deal this year. Yes. I've, I, have the, I, have, I still have them in my playoff. I still have them when I'm, like, number one at the moment. But I, I still want to see some – I want to see, like – I want to see them play real teams. I don't think a, uh, A&M is going to be that challenge for them this week, especially in Tuscaloosa. Um, I got to say, I think – I think Bama covers. I, yeah. It's go, It's going to be a beatdown. Um, I agree. I, I can mean, see I it being like close. Twenty eight points. Like if they won by twenty eight, they cover. I think that is a very relatively easy thing for them to do. Oh yeah. No, I think I think twenty eight should be should be easy. I could see it being like really close, just like really close early on, and then Bama just sucks the soul out of them, and it's hilarious for all of us. Uh, but I got Bama covering that. I think that's an easy cover. One little thing on Alabama before we move on. I'm, I understand two is good, and I understand that there's a lot of people saying that he's going to win the Heisman. I'm not on that train as much yet. I still think the Heisman's very wide open. I still think he can get on there, and my mind can be changed. But I'm not quite there yet. I think that it's like their running backs out there are awesome. Like Najee Harris for them. I think that's how you say his first name, Najee or Harris or whatever. Yeah. He's really good. And he is just – I feel like every single year Alabama has that running back with the little dreads in the back. Yeah, and he just keeps on playing it, and he he is just an absolute monster, and that's who I think is gonna. That's my player for this week versus Texas A and M, who I think is gonna do really well. It's really choose your weapon for Bama. It's it seems that seems stacked. Um, moving on to or moving on to um, my number two versus number three preseason, uh, <laughs> the Kansas State Wildcats traveling to Morgantown. Uh-huh. Uh, West Virginia's favored by uh, 15 and a half. Yeah, I, uh, they're going to cover that. I, I, Kansas State is not who I thought they were. I thought Bill Snyder had a little bit more magic in him. This is not that team. I don't, I don't see him pulling it off. If they do, then good God. What, then apparently I nailed it. But I, I don't know. I, I do not see, uh, I just I think West Virginia is really really that team. I think they're going to cover fifteen perfectly fine. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come off of their kind of bye week with uh, the hurricane, but I think they I think they get the win and I think they get the cover. Uh, I didn't think I'd be doing this, but here I am. I'm picking K State again. I got K State plus fifteen. Uh, it kind of screwed me over a couple weeks ago whenever I picked them. Uh, I didn't think I'd be doing this. I just think that they keep it close, and it's only because of the hurricane, really, for me. That's kind of what's pushed me over. If West Virginia played last week, and they were in stride, and they did very well versus NC State, which I figured they would be, uh, I would definitely be picking them to cover on this one. But kind of what we were talking about that Iowa State-Iowa pregame um, preview, like whenever they got their game canceled and they came out the second week, it was kind of, they were kind of like a little – they were very, very shaky. And then week three, they actually played very well, you know. So, I mean – I'm kind of rolling with it. They're being kind of rusty on it. 
I think West Virginia wins. I think it's hand, they win it kind of handily, I think, by 10 or 14. It's probably pretty good there. But uh, I think K-State will show why they're pretty decent uh, in that game. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a good game. I just I think West Virginia probably wins by twenty one. Yeah, that's probably my prediction. It's, it's it's a hard. That was a really hard pick for me. Yeah, and Kansas State always has its habit of showing up like when it's when it's Big Twelve time, and can't actually do anything nationally. But they show up and get a couple wins that they shouldn't have at all. Um, but yeah, next up we have uh, TCU at Texas. TCU is favored by three. Um, Texas is. Back? No. <laughs> no, of course not. No, if you it's a joke. What we said last week, we said I do not care if Texas covers, if they do good for them. Well, guess what they did. I kind of had a weird feeling they would deep down, but I didn't have the heart to do it because I do not care. I'm not going to be on the on the side of picking Texas and them screwing with me again. If if Texas wins, I say good for them, and if they lose and I got it correct, correct, I'm going to be very happy with it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be picking with Texas, and I'm going to stick with that again. I'm very big on TCU. That's my preseason number two Big 12 team, and I think they showed the part in Ohio State. Like I said earlier, I was very impressed. I really like Jalen Rager. I will say that again and again. Uh, just a little thought. Jalen Rager was an Oklahoma commit at one point. Yep. So uh, that kind of hurts. Uh, that would have been really, really fun in this offense. Can you imagine? Oh, my if, God. Can you imagine if he was playing the spot of Miles Tease instead? <laughs> So Hollywood Brown, C.D. Lamb, and uh, and Jalen Rager would have been just a just impossible. I, I can't imagine having Hollywood and Jalen Rager speed next to each other. That's that's horrifying in a, in a good way. Yeah, and with Lincoln, the, I, we, we our offense is already the best in the country. I know that's kind of a bold take by some people, but I, I, I think don't think it it's bold. I, with Rodney Anderson's injury, I think it is. Okay, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I think with Jalen Rager, it'd be like hands down, there's no shot of anyone else being on our same level. Yeah, But I am a big fan of TCU, minus three. Uh, I think Texas could keep this one close. I'm not going to lie. I see TCU winning by like six or something. Yeah, I honestly, I think if the spread was, low, was a little higher, I, it would be a tougher game, but... They're clearly just right. This Vegas is riding the Texas's back wave. I, I, I think TCU wins this game by a good seven, maybe eight. I, I think I, I don't know. I, I think I think TCU gets a very good win. I think it's a solid win. I also think it's hard fought. But when it comes down to it, I really think that that, T, that TCU defense really overwhelms a, what I think is pretty mediocre Texas offense. Uh, I, I think I. I think uh, TCU learned a lot of lessons from from their game against Ohio State last week. I think they'll be ready to go. Um, give me they the Frogs. Had, they had that game in their hands, and then it was just a five-minute span that killed them. And with Texas, to be completely frank with you, I think it just showed not as much of Texas being good. It's more of USC's absolute ass this year. Yeah. And it is just so weird to see. I, everyone was kind of hyping JT Daniels week one. I told y'all to slow down, saying he only throws down Monroe St. Brown. Monroe's very good, don't get me wrong, but whenever you're keying on a receiver every single time, a somewhat decent secondary, Texas's secondary has a lot of five stars out there. Caden Stearns, really, really good. Keep an eye on his name for the rest of the season. But uh, I just, Texas, it's they that game was... They played well. I'm going to give it to them, but I think it was more due to the fact that USC is horrible. They're a wet sack of trash. They're really bad. At Ford. At Ford. Come, come, come. Do not actually come on the con uh, on the podcast and discuss. I we will just probably trash you. But 
Yeah, um, moving on to the game, the uh, it's the Pistol Bowl, Texas Tech uh, at Oklahoma State. OSU's favored by 13. Um, really surprising game for both of these teams last week. Uh, I, I was real low on Tech after they yeah, ripped my heart out in week one against Ole Miss, but you know what? That, that, uh, that, that fr- uh, new quarterback that came in? That true freshman? That true freshman? That guy... That guy's pretty good. See, I wasn't as much sold on Houston's defense other than Ed Oliver, but Texas Tech's offense, I did not think was going to be that firepower. Like, they were scoring every single drive, and that was such a high-scoring game versus Houston. Houston's offense played great, and I thought that was plenty to the end for them to get that plus two. But Texas Tech really, really surprised me at their offense last week. Yeah, it, it, it surprised me easily. Um, 13, I think, is a little much. I thought... With OSU, I mean, they had a uh, corn dog manage that game pretty all right. Um, pretty all right. I'd say that's that's fair. I, th- I think he just he did what he needed to do, which is not screw up. And I think he did a very good job at not screwing up. Um, that, that Oklahoma State defense looks much improved. Uh, but you know what? I, I don't know. I think this is this is a week where it, I, I Tech played t- uh, OSU really tight last year. I, th- I got to go Tech to cover this one. Uh, it's going to be a close one, but I think OSU will pull out the win. I think Tech covers, though. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm probably going to be wrong again because Tech is probably going to fool me. and I'll, I'll just go in this cycle of picking Tech and then yeah. losing and then picking Tech again. I was I was kind of uh, up in the air with this pick because, as you all know, I picked OSU as my number eight spot in preseason. Tech, Tech was number nine, though, so don't forget yeah, that. Both, but, uh, this was a seller baller. OSU has really sold me. That they're not number eight, they might be number six or something, and I'm not. It's not anywhere close to why because of their offense. It's because their defense. Their pass rush was awesome last week. Calvin Bundage looks really good, and their schemes I was very very impressed with. Um, I said last week I picked Boise, but I said if OSU decides to make some kind of Mike Gundy makes some plan where Corn Dog doesn't get the ball and throw the ball a lot and they give JD King ten carries and uh, Justice Hill twenty, they will win the game. But I didn't think they were gonna do that because I think uh, Gundy has this weird obsession and love with Corn Dog. And see what here's what Gundy did. He still put towards love with Corn Dog, but he didn't take the ball out of his hands, he just made him run more. Which just completely just threw me off. I had no idea and that Corndog was going to run worked. the ball. Yes, okay. He had two touchdowns and 16 carries. He only had 41 yards. I understand that is a horrible ratio, but like 16 carries? No way Boise State predicted that. And whenever you have 16 carries, you have to respect that option. And that completely opened up Justice Hill and J.D. King to get chunk yards. Yeah. And that's why I think there was a difference of last year. And now here we go. I mean, last game, OSU fans are all cocky. They think, oh, look at us. Oh, you just struggle versus Iowa State. We just kicked Boise State ranked team. We just kicked their ass. Like, look at us. We're doing so good. They don't know what it's like to play versus decent non-conference schedule teams. So they're kind of feeling weird about this. I, I still, Boise State's a non-con. I mean, a non-power five team. Yeah, it's a solid, so, solid schedule. I was very, I was, I was pleased with that schedule point. But I mean, it's it's nothing crazy. It's not like Ohio State last year. No, for OU. But I, I, I'm going with OSU. I just don't think Texas Tech's defense 
can hold OSU's running um, attack. And I don't think uh, Texas Tech is going to go crazy like they did versus Houston because I'm actually pleased with this OSU defense. Give me OSU by 14, 17 ish area. Okay, yeah, I'm like, I, th- I think it's I think that line's pretty much a toss up. Next we have um, I guess the game of the week. Probably not. It's on pay per view. Best game on pay per view. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Army coming to Norman. Uh, OU is a thirty-one point favorite. Uh, I kind of think that's way too high. Uh, I don't. I, I we we've talked about this game a lot. It's going to be a grinder of a game. I think OU wouldn't. OU scores. They'll probably score fast early, but once the game gets to a bit of a slog, they'll lose the rhythm. Uh, I I I I think OU will score a lot of points and win big, but. I, I like Army to keep it close. I think it'll be a quick game. I, I don't think you'll have to be waiting long to, to uh, get to the bars, but uh, honestly, I, I got Army to cover. So I think there's going to be a lot of people leaving for the bars at halftime. I think it's going to be a, about a 21-point game at halftime, and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Army plus 31. There we go. But then it's going to be an extremely sloppy second half. I got OU by 27. I'm thinking around the range of OU 41, Army 14. That's kind of a ballsy pick, picking OU to score 41 in this one. I know that's kind of weird, same for OU. But with the triple option, that's going to eat up a lot of clock. I would not be surprised if it's lower scoring than that. But I really like OU's offense this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like the Air Force game in 2010. It's not going to be that close. Army's a good team. we got to respect them. But here I am again thinking OU is going to score a lot of points. And I feel like whenever I'm talking about this spread, I'm trying to say that OU is going to cover. But then I look back down and I see Army's 31-point dogs. Yeah, And then that's... I realize how ridiculous that is. And But I said the Iowa State line was ridiculous last week. So, who yeah. knows? I, yeah. it, it's kind of hard to bet on OU. We it's are, very we are, hard. We are 1-2 on it. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't do lines FAU week. But if we would have, we would have lost. We would have lost. And uh, I think the UCLA, we were just lucky because we got in at the right time. We said we we're going to win by 28. Yeah. And if, if they gave us 30, I would just co- consider picking OU to cover. Yeah, we, we got really lucky. But, uh, yeah, we picked, OU did win by 28 and got the 25-point line. But, yeah, Army plus 31, I think that's a decent pick. I think feel like there's a lot of scenarios that could happen in this game. I just see more scenarios being Army plus 31 than OU minus 31. I, I agree with that. Well, let's, uh, let's hope great minds think alike uh, because we picked six of six of eight are that we share here. So I need to make some distance in these rankings, so i got to hope K-State <laughs> – God, I don't. I hate wine. State and OSU. In your darkest God, moment, you turn to your two, to to the to your two biggest downfalls, man. Yeah, I did not think they're going to do well this they, year. They 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 can redeem themselves, man. I don't, I don't know. Well, um, do you have any more anything else to say on this? Other than that, I'm very happy. I got to talk about recruiting. Yeah, uh, we got <laughs> we got to Jameson's Cruton Corner, which is we'll, we'll we'll get back to that. Here's some more updates from Cruton. So. Yeah, but other than that, I, I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, hopefully this week will go quick. And uh, I'm happy to be back in Norman on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for listening as always. Please uh, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review uh, the Schooner Pod on iTunes. Um, link is link is below or you're actually already listening to it and haven't subscribed. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Um so we'll see you next week. Hopefully I won't be sick. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks as always. No problem. Yeah.